This is an All Ears English podcast episode 1873. Corrections, comments, and replies. Any, no, or some. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. How do you know whether to use any, no, or some? These determiners can be tricky in English, but today we break down the rules so you can use them to make connections in English. Hey, Aubrey, how's, the, how's it going? What's shaking? Ooh, not much. I have a question for you. I'm curious okay. about this. Lindsay, do you have any pet peeves oh. that you're willing to share? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny for me, my pet peeves kind of develop over time, like if I spend a lot of time with someone, Ooh. then I'll start to like an intensive weekend, you know, let's say with a friend, I'll start to notice things that they'll do like um, with the straw, the when you uh, there's no liquid like left slurping. in your cup. Yeah, slurping. Yes. Yeah, so it's like that, <laughs> that's something that the like, last dregs. <laughs> yeah. So for me, the first time I hear that, it wouldn't bother me. But if I'm spending an intensive weekend with someone and they've done it for the 20th time, it would drive me nuts. It would that's really so be a pet. Funny, I can't help but uh, remember, I actually did this like pageant when I was a teenager. It was like a talent pageant. Okay. And you had to do this interview. And they told us they're like, if they ask about your pet peeves, be sure to answer something about yourself. Because what? it shows so bad if you say a pet peeve about someone else. So it should be oh. like, oh, when I sleep in past my alarm clock. <laughs> That's <laughs> that, not like, a pet peeve. That in my mind. <laughs> I know, right? Pet peeves usually are something that annoys you about yeah. someone else. <laughs> yeah, or so, or something that tends to happen in the world or something. Totally. It's not really about you. But I guess you could answer it that way and it would be more polite. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So guys, what's interesting here is when I asked Lindsay, I said, do you have any pet peeves? Yeah. This this becomes complicated. Would you say, do you have some pet peeves or do you have no pet peeves? How do I know to say any? This came up in a question we were sent and this is some tricky grammar. Oh, this is some great grammar. I think our listeners are really settling in for this episode today. This is high level grammar, guys. If you want more high level grammar, make sure you are following this show. All right. Good yes, stuff. So here we go. Sure. So what, what, what are we what are we going to share? Some comments from one particular video here, Aubrey? Yes. Well, we want to thank, of course, the listener that sent in the question for today's episode. It's so fun to have these interesting questions that come up in the real world. Yes. But we also love your comments. We're on every social media platform. We read your comments. We love them. We love to get questions. And we wanted to share a few here. Yes. So I did a recent social media post asking for everyone to share their favorite tearjerker. This came up in episode 1833 of the All Ears English podcast, right, Lindsay? Okay. Yes. So good. Go back and check out that episode. Should I go ahead and read Roberto's comment? 
Yeah, like this one was one on Instagram. We're going to share from a few different platforms okay. what people shared as their favorite tearjerker. All right. So guys, make sure you're following us on Instagram to see these comments and videos. But here's what Roberto said. I learned it right now, this phrase tearjerker. I didn't know this idiom. Aubrey, thank you for this great content shared. Answering your question, uh, Armageddon with Bruce. Oh, okay. That's his yes. tearjerker. That is a tearjerker. I remember that scene where the music comes in. It's very yes, and Roberto started like quoting the song, and I was like, "Oh, it's so true, you guys! If you haven't seen Armageddon, that's a great tearjerker." And then here's another one on TikTok. Um, Isulu Setimbitova commented the movie "What Dreams May Come." This was a Robin Williams movie, which I think I'm probably going to cry in every Robin Williams movie just because I I loved him. And this was a tearjerker. Yeah, check that one out, too. For sure. And then on YouTube, our YouTube channel, Jorge Gamara said, I love that movie about time. That one I haven't seen it either. Oh, you haven't. This is the one I shared in my post. It's amazing. Rachel McAdams. And I always sob because it's sort of about a father's relationship with his son, parents' relationship with their kids. And I just get really emotional. It's definitely a tearjerker jerker for me. Oh. And I love that Jorge was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea that we can get all these, uh, these, you know, talking about this with our listeners, with our community. It's something really cool that we could do on social. I love it. Yes, I right. I want to know, how do you feel? What's your tearjerker? And this is the place to do it, guys. Make sure follow us wherever you find your social media. We're on all the platforms. Look up All Ears English. Yeah. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So good. And then we had something from Marina. Is that right? Yes. Marina posted on Facebook the question that we're going to answer in today's episode. Mm -hmm. She said, today when I was talking with my husband about his parents' dog, I told him, it seems that any dog wants to stay here with us. And he corrected me saying that it should be, it seems that no dog wants to stay here. So I would like to know why it wasn't correct how I said it. And when should I use any, some, and no? Oh my gosh. Yeah. This, this is, is a tough hard. one. Yeah. So <laughs> I answered hard. her right away on Facebook, but I I told her, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great episode. We're going to record this for All Ears English. Oh yeah. No question. Guys, we're going to help you simplify this, have fun with this and start to use this correctly. Are we, first thing that comes to my head is I think this may be an issue with translations from our native languages. Yes, exactly. Right. Because yes. it's different in every yes. language, how we use these determiners, any, mm-hmm. some, and no are determiners and the rules in English may be different from your first language. So unfortunately, you cannot translate directly. Can't translate. So with that being said, right, keeping that in mind, let's go into the nitty gritty, a little bit of a grammar lesson for our listeners, guys, take out your pen and paper and get ready. Okay, here we go. So the main thing this is going to help so much is to know that in English, the general rule is that we use some and no in positive sentences. And we use any in questions and negative sentences. That's going to really simplify this for you guys. Okay, so I'm going to say that again. So generally, guys, we use some and no in the positive sentences, sentences that are positive and any in question and negative. That really helps to simplify it. I love it. Okay, sure. But we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into each one to give you some examples and show you why you would choose one or the other. Okay, so any, right, is an unspecified quantity. We don't know how much, right? Exactly, right? It could be just one or some or all. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it means like a medium amount. And like Mm -hmm. we said, it's usually used for questions and negative sentences. So I might say, 
do you want any fries if I'm going to share my French fries with you? Or even we'll shorten that to want any fries. Yeah. These days I'm shortening my, shortening my sentences more and more. I don't know why. I'm just doing it a lot. <laughs> so you take that, you know, take that into account, guys. Okay. Or in the, ne- in the negative sense, I don't have any more fries. Okay. Exactly. So we're using any because this sentence has that negative. Yes. Don't have any more fries. Love it. Love it. Okay. So guys, again, negative and, and uh, negative in question is any. Now, what about some, Aubrey? Yeah. So some is also unspecified. We don't know how much. Okay. It could be a lot, could be a little, usually means like a medium amount. But okay. for things that aren't countable, like sleep, I might, might say, I need some Z's. Yeah. You can't count how many Z's you're going to get. We don't even know what Z's really is. It just means sleep, right? It's not like... <laughs> It's not a thing we can count. Okay. Do you use Z's instead of sleep? Do you say like, oh, I need some Z's uh, instead like, of I need some sleep? <laughs> I think I would just for fun, just if I was looking for playful. another way to say that. But I usually just say, oh, I'm so tired. I need I need to sleep. Something nice, like that. For yeah. sure. I hear this a lot, guys. It's a fun idiom if you need some Z's. Yes. We might also say like, oh, we're having some difficulty with this project. Mm-hmm. And so it's just very unspecified. In general, we're having difficulty. Yes. This, in some places, some could be eliminated. We'll throw it in, but you could just say, we're having difficulty with this project. Yeah. And I think that would make it a little more formal, I would say, Aubrey, uh, mm-hmm. if we eliminated some in that case. I love this next one because we're going to use intonation, right? He has some nerve. Totally, right? And what does this mean, Lindsay? I say this all the time. I think it's so fun. Yeah, this means he has an attitude, right? And it actually would be very weird if I said he has some nerve. Exactly. It wouldn't make any sense. It's all about the intonation on this. It's like, how dare he? He has some Some nerve. nerve. Yeah. So that one kind of deserves a little bit of an asterisk, guys. Put that one to, uh, to the side a little bit. It's kind of more an expression than anything. Right. Yes. But this is one of the main expressions where you'll hear that word some. But like we were saying, you're not going to use this in questions or in negative sentences, only positive sentences. Good. The only exception when we use some in a question, if we expect a positive yes answer. This is a little Ah. tricky. So we could say it's not a real question because we know the answer. It's like rhetorical sort of. Right. For example, Mm -hmm. would you like some chocolate? Right. Or could I have some coffee, please? Right. Exactly. Right. So these questions, we know the answer. It's not even really a question. You're saying I'd like some coffee. Okay. Wow. All right. So (laughs) let's let our listeners settle in on that. So far, we've we've thrown them a lot here, Aubrey. I mean, what do we need to keep in mind as we're learning these rules? What do you think? Yeah. So if you have this as sort of a hard and fast rule that any is for negative sentences and questions, Keep in mind, you will every now and then hear some in the question, but it's only when it's what we call a rhetorical question. Yes. You know the answer is yes. You're assuming the answer will be yes, and then we'll use some. <laughs> you know what this makes me think of? This example of can I have some of this? It makes me think of going to the ice cream shop and getting samples. <laughs> here's, a good, here's a good moral question. In your opinion, should there be a limit to the number of samples that an adult can have before they choose their ice cream flavor? Yes. <laughs> I think the limit to the number of samples should be directly proportional to the amount of people in line behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Southern California a few weeks ago and I went to the ice cream shop. I just came off the beach. I was like, I'm going to get myself an ice cream. And yeah, a huge family, lots of samples. I was kind of going crazy in my head. I just wanted my chocolate. 
My kids would sample every flavor if I let them. That's up to that's the parents' job to say one sample and then yeah, pick one. your flavor. Yeah, it's not it's not that we're gonna sample every no. single flavor behind <laughs> Do you have a Even favorite if no ice one cream? is behind you in line, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, gotta yeah, keep yeah, your yeah. kids from trying everyone. Oh, favorite you, anything. You have with a favorite nuts. Oh, I was going to say, do you have me too? Me too. Some people hate nuts and chocolate. I I love it. Um, We have a, an ice cream shop called Licks around the corner that is just had the kind of ice cream they make is just packed with sugar, but it's so good. It's so good. good. (laughs) Yes. If it has like almonds, cashews, a lot of crunchy. If I get ice cream at home, I add lots of nuts. Oh, so good. Now I want to go to ice cream, but we got to get through one more piece of today's episode, you know, so our listeners have these skills to go out there and do it. What do we need to know about no, Aubrey? Yeah. So the last one is no. And it just means none, of course, zero. But this one we really use to emphasize. So, for example, I have no energy. And like you said, Lindsay, the intonation is going to matter here. It'd be weird to be monotone, be like, I have no energy. Right, right. And I guess you could get away with that. I have no energy, right? But I have no energy. I can't do this next part. I have no energy, right? That's more interesting, guys. You got to catch people with every word, okay? And if we do just say like, I have, then you could say, oh, I don't have any energy. We use no right. to really emphasize this way, right? Okay, good. Uh, maybe you'd say, good he point. has no tact. Good point. Good point. Like so you're, you're saying. Emphasizing how big of a problem it is. Okay, so this is good. So you're saying if we, if we did use any, right, uh, you could say, I don't have any energy, right? That's more objective, right? right. But because you want to really emphasize that, that I have no energy, both are correct, guys. Yes. And a really important note here is these must always be used in positive sentences or you end up with what's called a double negative, right? Oh, yeah. So not good. No, exactly. You don't want that. You can use these in questions, especially if you're really wanting to emphasize even more like, do you have no tact? Oh my gosh, that would be another great episode. I think our listeners are just going to have to hit follow because just to teach our listeners another day, do you have no of this, right? Really high level. Um, yes. But I, I want to highlight what you said here, Aubrey, you know, the double negative on this show. Uh, we give you a lot of flexibility with your English, a lot of ways you can innovate, invent new things, be creative, but there are certain mistakes that just sound really bad. And this is one of them. Aubrey, what do you think? Yes, it's so true, right? We will hear language learners often have that double negative. So for example, um, with the sentence, I have no energy. If you Mm -hmm. say, I don't have no energy. Ah, Oh, yes, right. It hurts our ears. And it's changing the meaning. Yes. Because if you do have a double meaning, it's like they cancel each other out. And what you're really saying is you do have energy. (laughs) Yeah. And we may hear this more. I feel like I hear this more from native Spanish speakers. So watch Mm. out if that's your language. Maybe there's a translation happening. But it does sound just it sounds bad, guys. So don't use it. Okay, it's a red flag. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Avoid those double negatives. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So what this else? Is interesting, right? With the with the sentence that was sent into us, where she's asking, "How do I know any no some?" Yeah. There are some sort of hard and fast rules that you can use, but there are sort of these exceptions. But there's a reason for them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I know English can be so frustrating because it feels like there's exceptions for no reason. Yes. With these, there is a reason. It makes sense. It's because we're using it to emphasize more. So you really need to listen as you're taking in English, listening to podcasts, listening to TV shows, pay attention to which one they use Mm -hmm. and notice that, okay, they're using no here to emphasize. 
Yes, it's all. And you guys are ready for this at your level. This is how you move to the native or 99% fluent level. This is how you do it. Now, I'm not sure if we have enough time. I don't think we do, Aubrey, to go into any in positive sentences. Right. We, I think, definitely need to do another episode. Another episode. Yes. Any is even more complicated. Yes. Where we use it in another way. So let's do an episode soon, guys. Make sure to hit follow so you don't miss it. So we can even dive a little deeper into any. It's a little tricky. Yeah. So hit follow now, guys. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Okay, Aubrey, let's finish up this episode with an awesome role play. What are we doing here? Yeah, so you and I are discussing our recent reads. Okay. This is a fun way to say a recent book that we have read. We'll turn it into a noun and just call it a read, a good read. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay, here we go. I'll start us. Have you read any good books lately? Oh, yeah. I've got some recommendations from a friend and started reading one. I have no time for reading lately, it seems. Okay, great. So we used any, some, and no in different sentences. You started by saying, Aubrey, you said, have you read any good books lately? Why did we use any again? Just to reiterate. it's a question, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to go with any. The question and a negative sentence, unless you're really wanting to emphasize. Good. And then you said, I got Mm -hmm. some recommendations because it's a positive sentence. Positive sentence. sentence. Use some. And in this next one, I'm going to emphasize. That's the key. So I'm going to use no, or you did rather. You said, I have no time for reading lately, it seems. Right. Mm-hmm. I could say I don't have any time because yeah. it's a negative sentence. But to emphasize that even more, yep. I'm using the no. I have no time for reading. Yes, exactly. And it, we always encourage you to be dramatic, guys. Be dramatic oh, yeah. in what you're saying. <laughs> we'll make um, you sound so much more native. We're very dramatic. <laughs> such good stuff. What's the takeaway for our listeners? Yeah. So first of all, we just want to thank you guys for being part of our social media community. It's so fun to be able to read the comments, see you guys participating there and being part of the Allers English community. So keep it up. Follow us on social media, comment, send your questions. And this tricky grammar is one thing that can really set you apart and Mm. is really not that tricky once you know the rules, once you know why you need to choose one over the other. Yes, I love it. So guys, go back and listen again today. I know we threw a lot of things at you today, but go back, slow down the episode, listen again, and start to hear this as native speakers use it. You'll hear it on this podcast all of the time. Okay, good stuff. Aubrey, this has been great. Thanks for hanging out. I'm excited to see you again very soon on the next episode. Awesome. Thanks. See you later, Lindsay. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. When you 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.